Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 818, although I'm not sure that has two eights in it that don't look like eights, but I think it's 818. March 25th, 2022, 78 degrees on this day in 1939. Man, they had a lucky run uh, in 1939 the way we did in 2012. They did? Yeah. And five below in 1940. Ah, that's so nice. And now, <laughs> from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor. May I? Joe Souchere. Uh, um, I think the other reason you were having trouble seeing that is not because you can't write the number eight, but will you show the GLers via the YouTube page what uh, kind of glasses you're working with here today? He's got a lens missing. Right through. Right through. He's not a magician. You're this, like this Ralphie from A Christmas Story. You shot your eye out. I got the lens. I just haven't glued her in yet. He's the one eye, one eye, one eye. He's what, what? the one eye, one eye love. <laughs> just use a little tape, Joe. A little scotch no, but, but it's Do you not need a some problem. money? You need it, me and Rick to loan you some it's money? It's not a yeah. problem because I can't really see out of that eye anyway. So oh. it's no big deal. Ah, what the hell go. then, huh? If the lens had fallen okay. out of the other side, okay, we'd be in batch. trouble. Well, up there. What was fun was the other day when you were you take your glasses off and you were trying to read the side of them yeah. to figure out what <laughs> what kind of glasses what they were. And then he made the power. Read the power. power. <laughs> yeah. I got a great note on Kamala it said Harris. Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> it just said Coca Cola. Fruit Loops. Yes. <laughs> what do you got on Harris? Kamala Harris. On, on the March 22nd episode, you wondered out loud how Kamala could have possibly made her way through law school. I wondered much the same thing, but perhaps not for the reason most would assume. Prevailing thinking is Kamala is just simply not that bright. She lacks the intelligence to lead, govern, and effectively communicate. I would argue that assumption is incorrect. I argue Kamala's shortcoming is not lack of intelligence. It is far worse. Kamala is lazy. She hates to prepare, to learn, to practice. In her mind, her wit, charisma, and high IQ will get her through any situation. See below from a December 2021 Washington Post piece. The Washington Post recently spoke with 18 current and former House, I'm sorry, Harris staffers. Their assessment was uninspiring, to say the least. It's clear that you're not working with someone who is willing to do the prep and work, one X step. One ex-staffer said in the scathing December 4th piece. Yes, according to the great Alan Iverson, I'm talking about practice. Just my two cents, Kevin. It could be. It could be because her staff continues to bail on her. She keeps yeah, losing as many people yeah. as she can find. I don't think she's a good person uh, to, to work for. She seems a little tough. Yeah, yeah she seems a little tough. Well, to worse. She's, she's not prepared. No. That's why you get... The repetitive phrases and the silly answers because she's not prepared. She probably could answer those things seriously, but she's not a serious. She's not to be taken seriously. So there Imagine you a future. Yeah, we have. We've, oh, we've yeah. imagined that. But so, so wait, uh, the staff is leaving because she's lazy or because she's leaning on them too much to do the, the legwork. The Maybe that's work. it. Well, all I can tell you is you can find many articles uh, in the press about her staff uh, being restless and wanting to be out of there. Hmm. All right. Okay. I can't imagine working for her. 
New. New. Can't be any worse than what... Well, never mind. What's your next topic? <laughs> Believe me, great I've held self-edit. my tongue. Great, great self-edit. I have held my tongue. <laughs> Wonderful self-edit. Much response on the uh, notion of appraisal oh, of homes. We got a lot of appraisers that listen to this program. Uh Steve writes, it was 14 years ago I became a great living American. Three days after my 50th, I acquired my first and to date only real property. Since that time, I've had to enlist the services of an appraiser for reasons other than purchase, sale, or refinance. Your staff has a gripe, and even then it was a crapshoot. In my case, there was some confusion about which value I was seeking. The two values were about 20% different for legal and not racial reasons. Stranger still back then, one and done. While I was stuck with the uh, fetid, fetid appraisal, fetid, 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 no, fetid, things happened behind the scenes that modified it to the eventual needed target number. I didn't ask how or why. Your staff has a valid complaint as when in the course of real estate, we don't really know like everything else these days, if someone is getting a taste, how or for what reason. And no, more regulation from the government would only make it worse and far more commonplace. I did grow up in a red line neighborhood then, the Warrington neighborhood, 12 mixed race couples on one block in the early 1960s. How did that happen? We know, while I find personally that the only real change brought about by the Civil Rights Act of 1965 is the more subtle form of racism on all sides, CBLM and CARE, uh, Council of American Islamic Relations, and others of less note, I still believe, with or without the legislation, we would have moved forward with cooler heads in the front. Instead, the great society, uh, the great society, and aren't we learning today just how the great just how not great that concept has festered like a wooden shiv in the palm of a hand. We rebuild the antebellum plantations and call it fair housing. And I'll just leave it right there. Sincerely, Steve. He is the author, by the way, of the Garage Logic Beatitudes. Uh, you guys remember that? No. Uh-uh. Blessed are the poor in cylinders, for they haven't bloodied their knuckles yet. <laughs> Blessed are they who mourn for our mother, for they shall leave more cylinders for us. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the two-stroke. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for horsepower, for they shall restore V8s. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall maintain large cylinders. Blessed are the pure of octane, for they shall see God, then break. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they, as they make friends among the roar of 800 horsepower internal combustion engines. And blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of environmentalism, for theirs is the kingdom of the garage. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to save those. I don't I recall when, those. When did that happen? Oh, I'm sure it was years ago. Okay. The Beatitudes of Garage Logic. Nice. Where shall I put it? I'll put it right over here. Uh, I find the appraisal bias topic extremely perplexing. I agree uh, with the guys that there is no reason for an appraiser to show bias. I happen to be an appraiser. However, I am an assessing government appraiser. That gives me a different perspective. I've mm. been in the industry for many years and have the top license level granted in the state of Minnesota for assessing and work for a large metro county. A simple question for you to consider. If appraisers are somehow racially biased to lower values, wouldn't that long-term benefit minorities? Why? Simple. A fee appraiser might deal with most people four or five times in their lifetime. However, every homeowner who is affected by people like me every year, including the large value increases you are seeing in the uh, 
uh, in the mail this week. What am I seeing in the mail? Oh. Probably your, the value of your home for taxation purposes. Oh, if we as an industry are biased to lower values of homes, that would actually benefit minorities long-term by lowering their property taxes. Funny, isn't it? The libs want to study bias in bank appraisals to serve an agenda, but for some reason they ignore the huge number of appraisers working for cities and counties around the nation. By the way, everything we do is public information and updated annually on a public website. Any bias in the industry would be simple to discover with all this information. The fact is, it is not an industry issue. And there are some bad apples, maybe, although I don't see how they benefit. Are there some bad appraisers? Sure, just like talk show hosts who last two weeks. <laughs> I know a few of those. Right. <laughs> Been listening since you started in 1991. Uh, doesn't want us to use his name. All that's right. a good one. Uh, that, that's a great letter. All right. Uh, don't, here's another one. Don't use my name. I'm a daily listener in Tampa, Florida. I had my house appraised for a refinance, and the appraisal came in very low. I told the bank it was low, and they searched online and raised the appraisal by seventy-five grand. Oh, my. I had called the appraiser to talk with him to review it. Several things on the appraisal were lower than the comparables he used. He said that he felt that was correct. I heard he retired since my re- uh my appraisal. By the way, it's spring has sprung here in Florida. I'm sure it has. Yeah, baby. I'm yeah. Sure Chris, do you comb through, or I should ask all of you, do you comb through every single page of your appraisal? And, yes. And, yeah, so do I. I. Just looking for mistakes. That's neither here nor there, hmm. though, I guess. Did you want to hear more about it? Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I almost fell off my chair when you discussed discuss Kamala's imagining a world without racism in home and building appraisals. Having been in the lending side of appraisals for over 30 years, I can attest that the vast majority of real estate appraisers are consummate professionals who take their jobs seriously and are colorblind. A higher or lower appraised value is not what we lenders want to see. The skin color of the borrower or property owner has absolutely nothing to do with anything. What ends up happening, however, is that properties in, let's say, North Minneapolis will garner a lower valuation over, let's say, Edina. Why? Because the comparable sales in North Minneapolis are lower than that of Edina. The appraiser has no choice but to pay attention to this salient detail. The fact that North Minneapolis has more people of color living in the area is not what the appraiser looks at to get the final appraised value. What does affect the appraisal value is the amount of crime and overall condition of the neighborhood. Mm. So if we were to imagine less disparity in property appraisals in high crime areas, we best imagine committing less crimes and making efforts to clean up those neighborhoods. Murders and mayhem in a neighborhood are what cause disparity in appraised values, not the race of the property owner and certainly not the appraiser. This is just one more example of race being used to divide us, and we're all worse off when we hear Vice President imagine anything that Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid and always pushing back. Hmm. And I have one more. Uh, I've selected the ones that make the most sense. Certainly, if there is racism at play underwriting house value, it needs to be fixed. To decide that it might just be bad appraising, 15 years ago I owned a house on Xerxes Avenue in North Minneapolis on Victory Memorial Parkway. When we decided to sell, we had an appraiser come in to estimate the value. The first was 276000 which we thought was low, with comps from nowhere near our house. We went and got a second appraisal, and it came back at three hundred and twenty-nine grand. No changes, just different appraisers. In the end, they were both wrong. The house sold for three hundred and forty-nine grand. Wow. We are both white, so the differences shouldn't have been based on race. Love the podcast. Good luck, Scott. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that worked out for them. Yeah. Uh, 
Don't you, as the owner of a house, have a great deal to say in what you think you're going to ask for it? Well, yes, but I think a lot of people don't un- that go through the process, as you were reading this, I was thinking they just don't understand how the process should work for they, them in their favor. The The homeowner is has the final say-so when you're selling it. Right. And that's the reason why a lot of properties stay for sale for six months. The realtor might be saying, you got to lower, you got to drop, you right. got to drop. Right. And the homeowner just thinks, nah, I put too much into this. It's worth, you know. Well, at the risk of you telling me any more about your appraisal, which I have no interest in, I have yeah. a question. Yeah. Because I can't remember. It's been a long enough time since I had to do this. To uh, to get a loan, must you provide an appraisal? Um, to... Knock it off, Reavers. <laughs> Reef, what do you mean to get Does a the, loan? So somebody comes to your house, Kenny, and they say, "Okay, I accept your offer. You want two hundred and fifty grand? Uh, I I got to take your appraisal to the bank to get my no, loan." No, 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 not in this market. You got to have that pre-approval letter before you even decide yeah, to make it so offer. fast. Because yeah, otherwise, the, you're, you're, someone's going to beat you to it. And, and inspections. So many people are waiving inspections yep. because they just want the they want the property. But wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. If he's going to get a mortgage, the mortgage banking company is going to ask for an appraisal. That's right. my question. But yeah. you can get. Yeah. Pre, but what you have to do because we just went through this. You want to hear more about it? You have to get pre-approved for a certain amount. amount. Doesn't matter what your Correct. what Correct. property you're looking at. You need that pre-approval letter before you even start looking for a the property. The only time. Joe, to answer your question, that would play out as if the buyer had cash and doesn't care. Correct. And and you're not dealing through a bank or anybody. Before the show, we were talking to a fellow who works in Seattle. Yes. And uh, I mentioned to him, how how is downtown Seattle? Because everything I read, including a piece I have before me, suggests that downtown Seattle is uninhabitable. Uh, Here's the headline in this piece. Seattle is in a criminal and humanitarian emergency. Wow. Uh, you, you have to wonder about home values there in downtown area. Uh, and he said, that's not really much different than downtown Minneapolis. It's not much of a compliment. Which, which surprised <laughs> the hell out of me. No, that, that, no, I agree with Chris here. Not much of a compliment. Well, it isn't, but uh, I'm reading a story about how businesses are closing in downtown Seattle because of the crime uh, that's out of uh, hand and the homelessness, which is out of hand. Aggravated assaults are out of hand. Uh, Year-end crime reports show a 20% rise in violent crime, reaching the highest level in 14 years. Aggravated assaults rose 24%. Robberies rose 18%. The area near 3rd Avenue and Pine Street has seen a string of shootings and violent incidents. Police officers shot and killed a man on March 5 after he rammed his car into a federal building and fired a rifle. A 15-year-old boy was shot and killed March 2nd, and days earlier, another man was killed near an Amazon office building. It goes on and on to just record these horrific details, but it isn't much different than Minneapolis. No. Mm-hmm. Alpha News did the same piece this week on downtown Minneapolis, and they closed on an optimistic note. They talked to a number of residents who say, yeah, it was bad for a while, but it's getting a whole lot better, and people are starting to come back. Uh, the irony of this is the story is based on a Russian-born baker named Olga Sagan. Uh, and she has closed one of her three Poroshki locations after a surge in shootings and drug use outside her Pike Place store created a dangerous environment for her employers. The Russian-born baker has been offering handcrafted traditional Russian pastries in the Seattle area since 1992. We have a criminal 
and humanitarian crisis in the city, Sagan said. Hmm. And uh, it's ironic as she's watching the nightly news and watching Ukraine get turned into rubble. Pike Place has got to be their number one attraction. Other than the needle, that's got to be in the one or first or second attraction for downtown the fish, Seattle. Is that the fish market? Or yeah, Pike, it's, it's, yeah okay, Pike it Place is. Market. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to Seattle in ages. Uh, to show you how long it's been, the only games I covered there were in the, uh, what did they call their dome? King Dome. The King Dome. What right. a dreadful dump oh. that was. <laughs> <laughs> Just a concrete upside-down bowl. Look at this Just a dump. Dump. It's like the Metrodome was a dump. A dump that the roof caved in about five times. You got your wish on that one. What I want to do, the fellow from Seattle is in the building. I, I anticipate we'll see him again before he leaves the building today. And what I want to ask him about, well, what about how, uh, home values? And I suppose it's going to say the same answer would be here. Depends on the neighborhood. That, and I bet they're experiencing the same thing we have here where, because John had it in his news yesterday, the the, the inner ring is, sh- is shrinking in population and the first ring suburbs are growing. I wonder well, if that same thing is happening in the Seattle area. For a variety of reasons, people are <clears throat> inching their way away from the country's tallest buildings. Slowly, but yes, it yeah. is happening. It's happening here. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it, there's a variety of reasons. I said for many reasons. It can't be just the politics, although for me that would be the number one reason to mm-hmm. inch away from the country's tallest buildings. You're looking at two guys that did that. I know, and you, you, know, you damn near live in Iowa. I, I can't do that. I'm not going to have an hour-long commute in a snowstorm. I'm not going to do that. Got it. Yeah. Not happening. Not happening. Not happening. Yeah, but it gives you the opportunity to make a few stops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is that. So I don't know if it's good news or bad news that Seattle isn't much different than Minneapolis. We're not number one. Jeez, Louise. (laughs) Sounds like bad news, doesn't it? It does. I'll tell you some more bad news. What's that, Joe? What's that? You look out over the 10-day forecast, there's no uh, Bintelli e-bike riding weather. Is it not riding season yet? It's not riding season yet, but the sale is still on at EcoFund Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Bintelli B1 electric bikes, Bintelli step-through electric bikes, the fat tire electric bikes, the gas scooters. I'm really partial to these. They're 49cc, so you don't even need a motorcycle license. Uh, they're on sale for $14.99. Wow. They're rated for 115 miles per gallon. They turn every urban errand errand into an adventure. Mm, I love your, that. Yours is disabled, isn't it? No, mine's running. Did they get it running for you? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Do they know what they're doing over there, okay? They got the youth ATVs. I don't. They I do. know you don't. Uh, youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock for those grandkids. Uh, Scout 110 ATVs starting at nine ninety nine. Great line of uh, Yamaha equipment. Great service department. Uh, and the weather's going to clear any minute. Lay it in now. Lay it in now while the inventory is strong. They've been having some record-breaking Saturdays at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Make make tomorrow another one for them. There we go. Hey, Geolers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry 
laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago, and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis, 952-894-4040, or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Um, Nick? I mean, Matthew? Huh? Tell me the one thing and keep it clean. And uh, what what would your bride have to tell you? Uh, what would be the number one thing your bride would tell you that would make you happy beyond belief? It'll be so, food related. It, it'd be make you so happy you would rush out and buy her, like, say, a mink coat. Uh, what popped into my head immediately, even before Joe said that, is we're having meatloaf for dinner tonight. <laughs> See, I knew it would be that food. Would, that would make me very happy. My roommate just the other day told me, that she's been using seafoam on the regular in her crab can, and I can't tell you how much joy that brought it makes me. you proud, isn't it? It, it really did. Yeah, it Every couple of Phillips, the crab can she's driving, gets a couple of gulps, or she said, sometimes I put in a whole bottle, a whole jar. Uh, and Sexy. she, she it really was bad. Yeah, yes. It's like the candlelight was yes, going. And yes. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she's really seeing the results. That old crab can runs a whole lot better. $5 per gallon diesel, $4 or more for low test cruddy gas. We need seafood, baby. We need you so bad. Our cars, trucks, tractors, semis, you name it. If it uh, runs on fossil fuel, dump it in the tank. Keep them running top-notch and giving you the best mileage possible. GLers, take the advice of my roommate. Use Seafoam. It's a true miracle, and thankfully, good for us. It's available everywhere the world over. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas and okay marriages. Seafoam. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The uh, president... Uh, is in Poland. He's been visiting with the troops today. There's been video and film of him with the, I think it's the 82nd Airborne? Correct. And he had lunch with him, and he's extending his fellowship. And uh, here is what uh, some of what he has told the uh, 82nd Airborne in Poland. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people, stand, on, stand in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. He just sounds to me like he's extremely tired. He does. Well, remember that that job, remember how President Obama went in, dark-haired, slick-looking, came out, gray, gray hair. <laughs> every, every, every president that happens to it. It's just, yeah. that's, a, and he, you know, Reagan was pretty fit. I, I He was in pretty good shape. Uh, Bush was in pretty good shape. He just might not be in that situation he where he's in good shape. A lot. He was tough going to where, you know, and speaking of that, Ruck, um, we had this sent by a number of people, but, uh, former first lady, Hillary Clinton, uh, she tested positive for COVID. You guys saw that, right? Yes. And apparently, um, she tweeted out the following on March 22nd. <clears throat> Everything's okay. Bill tested negative and is feeling fine. He's quarantining alone until our household is fully in the clear. <clears throat> Movie recommendations appreciated. So 
Bill thought he'd just head off by I'll him. just leave you alone. I'll, just, I'll be out in the study. I'll be in the guest house. Does that maid still work here? Charlene? I'll be over there with Charlene. She tested negative as well. Sir, do you have a bolt hole somewhere? What we call a bolt hole? Yeah, I'm not going to disclose that right now, but I'll tell you what. Uh, two, three weeks without Hillary, that's, uh, that's as sweet as can be. I might even infect myself. <laughs> this is uh, this is like Christmas Day all over again. Yeah, yeah. He's talking to a buddy of ours, all of ours, uh, yesterday. Him and his wife were in Florida. Um, he took a test. <laughs> they both took tests. He got the COVID. She didn't. The second her test came back negative, she went to the airport wow. and went home. <laughs> <laughs> Left him stranded well, you, in Florida. Uh, uh, <laughs> you saw the movie that was recommended for the oh, first no. one. 13 hours in Benghazi. <laughs> yeah. 13 hours. So her uh, asking for a film uh, recommendations backfired on I, I, oh, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. 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 Hold on. What hold are you on, doing? Hold on. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot Just sauce. Hot sauce. Really? You yeah. want a yeah. setup that really? yeah. Are you getting totally. information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Hot sauce. I don't believe really? a word yes. of that. We've played that. That's cool. But you uh, I also made a great point. I want to do something we've never done before. The voice, point. The, the voice affectation. Yeah. You should have, the, the host should have said, well, then let's see it. Yeah. Show me. And then she would have panicked. Well, no, I don't she, have it on me right now. No, she did have it. It was in her purse. The whole thing was a setup. Oh, she did oh, have yeah. it? Oh, I don't yeah. remember that part. She told the brand and the whole deal. Okay. Oh, when I get a cough, I take some of this kind of nonsense. It was all a lie. Yeah. Everything was a lie. <laughs> well, the host even said, now people are going to think you're pandering to black people. And she said, is it working? Yes, that's right. She did say that. That's right. That's funny because, oddly enough, that was the nickname of the last maid we had. Hot sauce. No, hot sauce. <laughs> He puts it on everything. Yeah, everything. Right. Yeah. Sure. Put it on that. Yep. <laughs> That'll do. Little dab will do you. We rarely, if we have ever, played another uh, segment from another podcast on this show. But the Krabby Coffee Shop podcast is uh, is under our Garage Logic umbrella. Correct. It's part family. of the uh, it's part of the sister podcast. Part of the family. And uh, they had uh, the occasion Wednesday to. Uh, I mentioned this to you yesterday. I hope you downloaded it. If you didn't, here it is for the GLers who haven't downloaded the Krabby Coffee Shop podcast, but I would if I were you. But I can't I can't wait any longer. I have to play this. And you've all been with us long enough to know uh, when Rookie's in a groove, he's in a groove. And, oh, I just blew it. He's the Rookie's the guest they... <laughs> They talked to. I thought it was Nick. That Nick. was good. Good, was joke. Nick. good joke. I really <laughs> set that up Hold well, on. didn't I? Blue paint. <laughs> Red. We'll edit Red. all that out. Don't worry. No, they set out. up a deal where they wanted to interview someone who had been abducted by an alien ship, and they called Nick from uh, Ottertail County. So Nick is on the phone. Um, good morning, Nick. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, and I can barely hear you, Nick. Can you speak up a little bit? <laughs> yes, good morning. Nick, now, from what I hear Stop. through Gigi Stop. and Bonnie... Stop. You started off as Janice, the smoking marathon runner. <laughs> Wasn't sure what what Nick sounded what like. Gonna, what you were feeling. So you didn't you're want to grow be too into rookie. Nick. You, you, there's about three voice changes. You grow into Nick. You've been abducted a few times, maybe more than once? 
That is correct. I'm, I'm in Ottertail, by the way. Ottertail County, okay. Yes. Um, I've been abducted um, several times. Really? I, um, it's quite uh, quite an experience. There's a voice I, um, I, I don't know when, I don't know why or how yeah, come they Rick. have little bit chosen of Rick. me. <laughs> but I, um, what do you like? We don't know. Talk about the experience. I, I, yes. Sure what, when was the first you? time it happened? Um, probably a dozen years ago. Wow. Morgan Freeman. I um, <laughs> it was harvest time. Harvest. Fall. I was, in, I was I was in the field, dusk. Okay. I saw a, a a shiny a shiny light, and as the light came closer to me, I was uh, paralyzed. I couldn't move my limbs, couldn't move anything. It was uh, mystifying. And as the light came by, Leap there was a large um, <laughs> ship that approached me. Ship? And a, 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 a door opened in a belt, like a, um, a belt that you would see a conveyor belt, mm-hmm. um, extended. And I began walking, not because I wanted to, because it was as if the air, some sort of force was pulling me in. Oh, drawn in like not, a magnet. Yes, I was not harmed. I did not feel any pain. It was very bright as I went into the spaceship, which promptly closed, and we had taken flight. How old were you? Uh, Seventeen. Okay. Wow. I was almost, uh, but, um, um, a month away was going to be my birthday at 18, a full adult. Okay. See, Thanks stop it a second. Stop, 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 stop. Thanks for the info. GLers, this is the equivalent of dodgeball. Yeah. Because, again, Rookie has no material, and Don just blasts a big rubber ball <laughs> right at his head, and he's got to come up with a way to answer that. And that, for me, is what makes it so much fun. Hey, she we're was ba- very direct. We're basically just entertaining ourselves here. <laughs> I sat in the spaceship. Um, I didn't feel alone. There were beings there morphing around, not human-like, but just beings. I, I don't, I can't describe what they, their physical appearance. It was very, um, very find odd. It. Find it. Very find odd. Find it. But they actually had a physical form. It wasn't like, say, a, um, a gaseous, a, fo- a gassy form or a fog or anything no. like that. No, they, 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 it's as if they didn't have, they, a soft bone structure, soft bone structure, but not, they were not gaseous. Okay. They were, huh. um, they were <laughs> fluid-like, but they were not oh. as, as if you would see an amoeba. They were, oh. they said that there was, there was some bone structure. Yeah. Wait, now I have to interject because this is the first time I'm hearing it. Yeah. I know exactly what's in your head when you're pulling this. Out of your, I was, I was. <laughs> you were picturing the Halloween episode of The Simpsons when the when aliens he, came he, in the speech. That's exactly what you. I, I did. I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but now that you say that, that is. It's probably in my subliminal. That's what I was. That's what I was drawing from. And at this point, 
at this point, Dawn still doesn't know that it's rookie. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. She oh. she'll come to realize it's somebody doing a bit, but she hasn't come to that point yet. She thinks they're actually it's talking Nick to a guy from Ottertail County. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, that that kept them uh, upright. So uh, I, I don't know what bone structure mm-hmm. was, but there was something solid keeping them. But they moved as if they were underwater. They had their, their movements were. What do you think um, the purpose was of them taking you? Did they experiment on you? Did you? You said you weren't harmed, but did they communicate with you? Well, I said I wasn't. Um, I didn't feel pain going to the um, conveyor belt or uh, um, gaining access to the ship. I did not feel pain at that point. Um, they did have indeed have a purpose. Um, I'm not sure. It's not graphic or, or anything like this, but it, oh my. it, it was physical. Um, I, I suppose I, I'm here to tell my tale. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. The, yes, uh, they had one specific um, action in mind, oh, no. and that was, um, <laughs> it, much to my surprise, uh, they were very um, enthralled with... Um, my the front of my chest, my nipples. A nipple. Um, they um, they collected my nipples. What do you mean they collected? Wait, wait, stop it! Oh my god! Your timing, Matthew, was just so perfect there. My the, the pausing, the hesitation, because he didn't everything. want to come forth with the info. Oh my god! It was I just feel so as good. If I went through it, and you could hear John turning his mic off. That oh, yeah. little click you hear is John turning his mic off so he can howl. <laughs> what do you mean they collected? <laughs> Wait. Well, they um, what? with uh, with an uh, uh, an anesthesia. Yeah, they 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 did they uh, cut them off? Are yeah, you they nipple-less? Collected them. They collected them. Okay. Well, that's where the story takes a a, a <laughs> odd turn. They have really just Wait, what? That, okay, go yeah. on. I'm sorry. This is shocking to me, Nick. Enough. As if that weren't enough. I, um, they have a um, containers of uh, different uh, nipples that they've collected. Um, it's clinical. It's not like a uh, hey, Larry, put in the a Rubbermaid uh, tub. But, oh. um, so uh, my guess is they were studying these nipples of others, Not, there were many before me, and the the really intriguing thing is their study allowed the very um, advanced uh, what they planted in place of my nipples oh. was a, a seed of some sort, so my nipples could grow back. Oh wow! What? So and and as you. This, I know it sounds very um, um, unconventional. Yeah, I think so. They have the right made many advances on nipples. Small ones, big ones, uh, blue ones, reverse, uh, the whole thing. Reverse, A reverse you... nipple is very... Um, what Your eyes are drawn to a reverse nipple. Sure, sure. How does it do that? A blue What? I'm sorry. This is very shocking to me, Nick, and I don't mean to laugh. 
this I have never heard anything like this my entire this, life. Uh, a reverse? It, it, yeah. Shocking. Very shocking. Yeah. It, it is very shocking for people, but <laughs> I, I will let you know that um, this is indeed why I was um, uh, abducted many times. Now, again, many times. I was treated well. Uh, the recovery process is fantastic. They have a... Um, a great lounge uh, <laughs> to wake up in and find food, uh, very really? good drinks. Really? Um, it, it is, uh, they, you're treated well. It's, it was, for me, I welcomed uh, the return trips. The, the, if you, Nick, Nick, I have a question. I'm sorry to interrupt. But uh, if, you, if you've been back many times, do you have any idea what they do with these pickled nipples that they have? Well, I mean, do they just... Don't make fun. Just hang on to them, or what? What do they do with them? I'm not sure they um, uh, pickled them and, and made uh, chips out of them. I'm not. I don't <laughs> think they were consumed. Uh, but I know that their their admiration of the um, not not the whole breast, but just the specifically the nipples. Um, sure, sure. They were very. Uh, John, sure, I, I know intrigued. what you're saying. <laughs> and of course, uh, being. Uh, uh, an unwilling and unwilling partner. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what their end result is, what? but I know that um, oh. there were buckets and buckets of nipples what? on board these ships. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Nick, uh, do you consider yourself part alien now that you have alien nipples? Um, I would uh, consider myself uh, with the in crowd, yes, for as... Not full alien, but um, a quorum of, uh, of alien in me, yes. So, um, do you suppose they're tracking you with, with your new nipples? I'm not quite sure. That that has not been addressed yet. But um, I, I, you, You're not allowed to uh, inquire uh, much. You're, you're almost uh, a mute yeah. as the process happens. Um, it is painful. Oh, it is. But it's quick. But it's quick. Oh. But it's quick. Um, Thank God for that. I will say that um, coming back to Earth and, and watching your nipple grow is uh, rather enticing. I, I've become consumed with looking at my nipples in the mirror every day to see what changes. Um, it's kind of like the um, chef's surprise as to what they've implanted. So you, you're Chef eager surprise. to see what the... Um, the result is it becomes quite addicting. I uh, it's like Christmas morning every <laughs> three months, six months. You want to see what uh, what you are given. Are you purple? Are they uh, crusty? Uh, smooth? The 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 balance of uh, potential nipples that are out there. Uh, they have gained great um, headway. Shall we say so into? I am the, shocked. The, the, the most disturbing thing is the um, the most disturbing thing that I've seen on the ship is the rejected nipple pile. <laughs> uh, the nipple piles that are rejected are just disregarded, uh, as if uh, thrown into a spittoon and 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 just sit there unattended. It's, so that's disturbing. That's aside disturbing from, to me. so I I don't mean to disrespect you in any way, but aside from the yeah. nipples. Was there anything else that was done to you? The whole purpose was to collect your nipples? 
Yes, and at that point, um, uh, I was very scared and nervous, and I had heard stories of um, other abduction things that that mm, had happened, and yeah. was, for a split second, I was um, quite excited about that potential, but um, <laughs> it never uh, presented itself. And and those things would be an it's extraction of fluids. Oh, she's so good. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Maybe some light, maybe some light prodding. <laughs> is there light prodding? I'm not sure. You, you I mean, almost lost it. <laughs> prodding is prodding. I don't know. Uh, I've, I've come to learn. I've come to learn. Yes. I don't know. You're, you're almost Correct. a Russian voice. Uh, I would, light prodding is probably the not the right. Prodding is prodding. Uh, I have not been prodded by uh, aliens yet. Um, Nick. Uh, but I am but at this point. Um, what the, I'm willing to learn. Well, that's a I've Bill Murray so line. So, the, the the many abductions do they come at night during the day? You know, there's always been this joke. How come my favorite these line. abductions happen out in the middle of nowhere? And both you and I live out in the middle of nowhere. And, and why are they always at night? Why not during the day? Uh, and then the second, my second question, if if you get to it, have you been to a doctor? What do they say about your nips? Um, first of all, why otter tail? I, I don't, I don't know why otter tail uh, county. I'm not sure, but I can tell you um, at night, always at night, and okay. it is a um, uh, usually away from the city lights and the city business. Um, yeah. People tend to mind their business uh, where we live. That's true. And, um, That's true. You might see a bright light. You might just think it is uh, uh, children playing with. Uh, Flames or uh, flares, what, what have you? Right, spotlights. Uh, most, spotlight. yep. <laughs> most uh, keep to themselves, and uh, the there's bad. not many questions raised. Uh, I have learned that from the uh, right, right. Gunshots the in the middle of the people. night. Yeah. Oh, what? yes, the alien Wait. people. So that's. So whenever that's, you, the nipple collection is done, what happens? You're just you you collection. lose a sense of time. Are there moments where you don't remember part of it? You're dropped off and then it flies away. Do you wake up in your yes. bed or what? Uh, it is. Um, I liken it to um, a small, uh, quick procedure. Okay. But the, the the downtime after there is some pain and you are you're put in the um, something similar to a lazy boy, and you recline, what? and you are brought. Uh, uh, you're attended to with food. Boy, they uh, sure treats. are attentive. It, it sounds like uh, my post-colonoscopy uh, exams, where you just kind of <laughs> yeah. brought back into reality, and everybody's nice and gentle oh, and gosh. loving. Yeah, I have not had that uh, uh, again. That prodding well, procedure, so I'm that, not, uh, I can't relate that to you. Brings up a, another question. My question was: uh, uh, Doctors, well, in, in, in other words, you're telling me you have been prodded. I I have. So the, I've paid boy, the wheels are the wheels painful. are turning on this interview. I think. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more about it. Tell me more about it. Well, it wasn't light, uh, and it certainly wasn't just the tip. Um, <laughs> but no, I want to keep stay focused on this, um, uh, Nick. Um, whoopsie. Um, is that enough? Yeah, yeah. That's enough. Um, have you been examined by a doctor, oh. and do you find? Um, both before the abductions began and after, do you get sick a lot? Or are you basically a healthy person? Um, that's I guess, okay. Yeah. 
Nick, huh? At the end, uh, he advised uh, all of us that he could get us hooked up if we wanted to trade our nipples in. Um, Did you take him up on it? And Dawn, Dawn was down with that. that yeah. she, she, you know, life is short. Why not? Let's try something else. Why don't we uh, YOLO? Why don't we return? Okay. See ya. Everyone is going mad in March trying to narrow the field down to 16 and then 4. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group, and they have their Savory 16. The Canopy Group has 16 different insurance companies giving options to provide you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. At the Canopy Group, their tournament never ends. They continue to use their 16 different companies to match you with the company providing the best coverage at the best price, and they do this annually. Get in the game. Contact the Canopy Group and get them working on your brackets. Bracketology is not foolproof for home and auto insurance. The sure bet is on the Canopy Group, saving you an average $810 on your home and auto insurance. That's every year. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. You're listening to Garage Logic right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking to you about your business right now, telling the thousands of loyal GLers about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with the Garage Logic podcast. It's easy. Visit garagelogic.com now, enter keyword partner, P A R T N E R, fill out the form. We'll get in touch with you very quickly. Once me and the dummies start talking about your company, you're going to be amazed at how many GLs just start showing up. Easy to do. Do it right now. Visit garagelogic.com and enter keyword partner. Uh, if you've been waiting for the right time to buy a brand new safe, that time has arrived. It is sale time at Maple Grove Lock-In Safe. The sale on a couple of really nice models of Liberty safes, the best safes ever made. Uh, the Centurion 24, it's loaded with accessories on sale, $200 off, and the Liberty Colonial 30. That's including with, at no charge, the $160 power accessory kit. Uh, and the total uh, value there, $400 off. You can check them all out on the web, maplegrovelockinsafe.com, but please, just go in there. They're all in stock. Uh, you get in there, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. See them live and in person. Shake the hand of Rich. He's the man. He's going to make sure you get the safe you need. The Centurion 24 and the Colonial 30, they're both on sale right now at the Twin Cities headquarters for Liberty Safes, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Patrick James Stephen Royce's appearance on Garage Logic is brought to us by Professional Turf. Can St. Pete's beat Purdue? No, they can't. Right. The uh, Those teams, those magical teams that stumbled through the first weekend, they always get beat in the, uh, in the semi, in the, uh, in the uh, round of 16. They always do. Uh, although, Purdue has underachieved most of the year. I've, I've thought all along they were the most talented team in the Big Ten, and they ended up uh, losing six games. They lost to Wisconsin, I think, twice, which is impossible. Uh, so maybe if they show up, you know, don't show up and throw a lot of rocks, uh, they got they got these two huge big guys, you know, these two huge guys to alternate in the middle. And then they got the guard Ivy, who's going to be a uh, who's a better player than Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, uh, who's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA. So they should they should win, I would think. 
when's the last uh, time one of these uh, darlings, as they're called, when, when's the last time one won, won, won the whole thing? Butler came close a couple of years ago. But yeah, the teams have come close, but uh, I, I was I saw that today. Uh, do you have to go? Do you have to go all the way back to Loyola of Chicago in the sixties? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not. I I, I was looking at that, but uh, not. You know, just the the darling type nobodies. There's one one thing, Joe is. Uh, you know, there's now 350 Division One schools, and uh, you know, you go back to the 60s and 70s, it was probably closer to 200, yep. and they just started adding it on. So there's many more of these teams wandering around, but this team was uh, certainly uh, uh, plucky, that's for sure. It was it was amazing to see what they did to Kentucky, mm-hmm. but. When you look at what they accomplished during the season, it's kind of hard to believe that they could they could keep this thing going. I mean, uh, although I would say that the uh, level of top flight college, the teams at the top this year are not nearly as good as they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, if I sound a little down on the uh, the tournament right now, it's because the pukies are yep. still alive. I'm yes, very, they are. Uh, I, I'm having a bad time with that. I really am. Now, if Eric, if our guy Eric Musselman, we didn't uh, need him. Them, by the way, we didn't need him. We here. didn't need him. You know, when they, he was actually uh, more in contention for the job, he would have been an easier hire in 2013. He was an assistant, uh, an associate head coach at Arizona then, and uh, they wouldn't give him an interview. Norwood wouldn't give him an interview. And uh, so they didn't look at him then. Arkansas, they, they, they're paying him way too much money. The Gophers couldn't. Do, the Gophers weren't going to pay off Patino, although they didn't cost them much to pay off Patino. Uh, they weren't going to pay four million for a basketball coach. So. Mm-hmm. Well, but, it'll be fun. Uh, he, it'll be fun. He's a little. He's, he's not quite as crazy as his father, but he's close. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I texted him after the game and said, "Suey, suey, dad smiling somewhere." And uh, he, hell, he got back to me in ten minutes with just a "thank you." That was great, <laughs> you know. So he's a beauty. He's uh, he's as crazy as the old man. But Gonzaga, you know, they're always overrated. They they play that crummy schedule. They play they win a couple of games in December against big opponents, but. They're they're not ready for the beasts, and uh, they you know they got knocked around physically. That Holmgren man, if we can give him a couple of sandwiches, though, he is going to be something. He is really good. Is he going to be a one and done, Pat? Because he's going to get eaten alive in the, if he comes out for the NBA this year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his what his plan is. I mean, he uh, weighs he as much as our Siamese cat. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. It is amazing how skinny he is. Uh, block shots, does everything, but uh, once in a while, you know, the uh, the refs uh, knocked him out of the game pretty much, and that, you know, they, I, I, I thought that game was over officiated, which not many of them have been in the bay in the uh, tournament because they pretty much let them wrestle yeah, with each have. other. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, anyway, I'm just. Uh, uh, my emotional uh, baggage is all used up on Duke losing. That's all. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if Kay in his last year gets to the final, and we do the big buildup, and then he loses by twenty-five? That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would make you happy. I would. That would make me delighted. Yes, yeah. I could uh, be. So I went to uh, yesterday. They had a reunion for uh, the. Uh, 
last team, the last decade of the class of one class boys basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, organized by Jeff McCarron, who's stayed in basketball, Sherbert guy, and Drew Kitsitz, an art Marshall guy. And uh, they ended up having, you know, they invited every team because there was only eight teams back then. And they invited players from all the teams for that decade. And they got about 20-some teams showed up uh, in, in some form. And they had a lot of people. But uh, a lot of us old white guys limping around, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last year of the one-class eight-team tournament? 1970. 1970. Yeah, they went to it. But when they played it, Sherburne beat South St. Paul. Little Sherburne beat South St. Paul in the final. We did not know they were going to two classes. There had been some movement for it, but uh, they did not. It was another month before they announced they were going to do that. And they thought it would just go on and on drawing people. But, uh, in the, you know, when it, when it was a one-class tournament, four games, uh, you know, four games on Thursday, one championship session on Friday and a championship game on Saturday. So, yeah, there were four sessions to go to. All of a sudden, they go to two classes. They got seven or eight sessions. And yep. uh, slowly, uh, the tenants went to hell. And uh, then they, you know, then they tried to revitalize it in the 90s. And they had two classes. And it was doing okay. And then they went to the four classes now. And, uh, well, Williams Arena you know, was not full last night for Hopkins and Creighton. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Wyzetta no. and Creighton. Yeah. No, no, not. But that was, you know, no, no, they don't draw like you do. They were still, you look at their crowds from uh, 1970, they still had 18,000 something in there. Yep. For the uh, championship games, you know, Sherburn was, uh, that was quite a decade for us Southwest Minnesota boys. Edgerton in 60. Yep. Marshall in 63, Laverne in 64, which Laverne is now a hockey hotbed. Yep. And uh, Sherburn in 1970, all of those towns are within an hour and a half of beautiful downtown Fulda mm-hmm. or an hour maybe. So it was uh, it was but you look back and the little it's amazing how competitive the little schools were with the big schools in the, at least when they got to the tournament. Although uh you know, I'm not sure that would still be the case either because those small, those little towns are a lot smaller right now. Well, the same thing was true of the of the high school hockey. The little towns have always but fared well. They're all paired yeah. up together now, right? It's five towns on one team. That's often the case. A, a lot of them, a lot of them. For instance, Sherburne is Martin County West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kenny, I don't mind them when they put the hyphens in, right? Right. Because then I know what the hell they're talking about. Right. Well, when they uh, when they say Martin County West, okay, what what's that? Mean? Ooh, that's uh, well, the whole damn you know. parish is what that is. Pat, yeah. You know which yeah. one my new favorite one is? Tri City United. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Who's that? that Give me a shot. That's right. that's your Montgomerys, your Lonsdales, and there's another one that's in there that I can't remember. But we're going with Tri City United. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, yeah, who, who La Center? I bet it's La Center. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Yeah, they they shouldn't be allowed to use, you know, <laughs> names that don't tell you who you know who they actually are. It's, uh, they're, they all have those. Uh, you know, Slayton is Murray County Central now. They're not fooling me. They're still Slayton. Yeah. I don't care what anybody <laughs> right. says. Right. Hated Slayton. Hated Slayton. <laughs> yeah. Hated Slayton. That's true. But uh, yeah, they don't. 
obviously those the, the glory days are long since over and we might as well get over it but uh it was i i heard some funny stories though it's uh it was pretty good so wild had a nice victory it? last night yeah they're back to being a machine yep now people are expecting colorado's in here friday and sunday and we're gonna beat them up right uh, colorado doesn't like to fight they're a bunch of sissies and now we got middleton and uh, guys like that judd is predicting mayhem we're gonna uh we're gonna attack them and uh show them what uh as we say uh, the bear did his business in the buckwheat you know we used to say about that never heard that uh, one (laughs) (laughs) old-time hockey old-time hockey fines and suspensions yeah yeah Yeah. uh we might we might do it but uh you got to give garen credit man he not only brought in a goalie brought in like four other guys Supposedly salary cap problems, but they uh, they didn't, didn't stop them for what they got two defenders and two forwards, right? Yeah. Here's the one I wanted to mention, Patrick. I couldn't find it in time. Uh, Hoffman, Kensington, Elbow Lake, Wendell, and Barrett. They make okay. up the West Central Area School District, and I think okay. I think they might have gone to the finals in football, high school football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the one thing you know what I like some of them do they they get like a merger, right? Yeah. And they got, but they'll say Marshall area. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. I know where you are, and I don't right. care about who the others are, right? Yeah, I don't right. care about the right. others. But it's, you know, okay, Marshall area. You can uh, picture Kensington, that. Kensington area. Okay, there's yeah. a big rock up there. Uh, we yeah, can, right. Yeah, we know, where, Kens- we know yeah. where Kensington is. Let's, you know, let, let's just do the area thing. Make and it easy on us. Poor old senile SOBs. And it's not just those towns either. Other towns bust their kids in from, you know, further away. Yes, so, that's uh, that open is you know what's You know what's amazing is all these towns down around Rochester that used to be these little holes, you know, Byron and uh, Stewart and Stewartville yeah. and towns like that. They're all like 3A now. <laughs> They're yep. all booming. You know they're all uh, they're all booming down there in that area. So, who do you uh, uh, who do you ultimately see winning this NCAA tournament? Anybody but Duke. Uh, <laughs> I want Kansas to win because I think it would be great if Coach K got beat in the finals by a guy who got investigated by the FBI. I think that would be <laughs> you know, His assistant was one of the FBI guys, wasn't yeah. he? I think uh, he was like, there's no way Bill Self can survive this, and there he is. And uh, they're probably the best team uh, still uh, sticking around. Pat, so. speaking of that, did you see who was let go? Honest Frank Ooh. Martin is no longer with the South Carolina Gamecocks. I know, and when you looked at Frank, you thought there is a man who goes to church every Sunday, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it, Frank? <laughs> no, he he's, looks like uh, he's the uh, fifth missing member of the Sopranos. That's who he looks like. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, which Patrick. Of you guys, have, no, which of you guys have watched Winning Time, the Lakers thing? I can't do it. Just, oh, it's not. Great. Is it? it? It's really good. It's a kind of a. Send up of the Lakers, Joe, when Magic gets there. I think it's is it HBO Max. Yes, it's HBO. Sure? Yes, yes. HBO Max. I don't know if you have HBO Max, Joe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I probably when Magic do. comes to town. It's called Showtime. John C. Riley is playing Jerry Buss, just way <laughs> over the top. The owner when he comes in, but last episode three, 
they had uh, the attempt by uh, Jerry Buss to hire Jerry Tarkanian out of Las Vegas as his coach. Mm-hmm. And the uh, they're in a restaurant eating, and the mafia guys are over at a table, and they're sending champagne to Tark. They love Tark because... You know, it's alternate entertainment when the fellas come to town. They can go sit in the front row and watch the best basketball team in the country. And this guy named Vic Weiss, now this is true, this guy named Vic Weiss, who's kind of a nothing nobody with the worst toupee in America, is trying to arrange, you know, Jerry Buss is going through him to to get this meeting with Tark. And they have the meeting, and Tark goes visits L.A., because they're going to offer him 750000 to coach, which was unheard of then. And Vic ends up in a trunk at the airport, uh, dead. Yeah. And uh, Tark decided to stay in Vegas after that one. So <laughs> that's a, that last that last episode was in there. Uh, was was that was in there? But that's always the the legend is the uh, the guys who ran Vegas wanted start Tark to dick around so uh they gave him a message they put vic in the trunk so that that would tend to send a message I'd raise some eyebrows <laughs> right. raise some eyebrows right. speaking of that Royce, um because i don't have anything else to watch i've been re-watching the sopranos uh and i just ended season two where uh pussy bump bump or whatever the hell his name is uh got shot and went over the edge of the boat into the deep blue sea that series yeah. holds up after 20 years it's still amazing is that how long ago it was? Yeah, yeah it was the late nineties. Yep. You know yep. who deteriorates in the st- for that in that show, and it would probably be happened to us. But Tony, yeah, yeah, Tony had to put on fifty, didn't he? Yeah. In yeah. the course of that show, yeah. you know? and, and it wasn't too long after that that he passed away. Yeah, he didn't died he? young. Yes, he did. Tony and the. Uh, one-legged housekeeper. Yep, we just got we. Yep, we just got to her. Yeah. She was just introduced this season. Yep. But you mom. have you have to and admit. Oh yeah, she's just an awful, awful person. It for me, Paulie Walnuts I, was the best gangster I ever saw. He he was just so prone to violence and anger. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. He was no. Well, the, no, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, what you call it? Johnny, the Johnny with the chunky wife. Big, Johnny oh. Big Sack. With yeah, the yeah, yeah. Wife. Johnny yeah. Sack. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Sack. Yeah, yep. was my favorite because he he was uh, he wanted to kill a guy because he said his fat wife was fat. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's about five hundred bills. <laughs> I'm going to have to start watching you know it again. Yeah, it's... We, we used to do our uh, Sunday night TV show. Yeah. Darky, Dark would come over and drop off steaks, right? And then we'd drive over together to the TV show. And then we'd um, then my wife was in charge of cooking the steaks while we were there. And then we'd sit down and watch The uh, Sopranos. And I'd look across the room and said, this guy should be in the in the." movie here this guy should be in the tv series dark, dark yeah. man would have fit yeah. in perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need a roof hey tony tony you go to the bing tony you go to the bing okay let's go to the bing he would have ended up in the trunk oh yes yeah. <laughs> the great thing about rewatching it is the fast forward button you can fast forward past the stuff you don't care about it's, it's great yeah, right 
Mm. That little anytime that son of his is on, I couldn't stand that kid. <laughs> now, you're seeing, now you're seeing the son and the daughter doing the new Chevy commercial. Oh, that's that, right. Yeah. That's why I started rewatching. Yeah. I was yeah. reminded. <laughs> Meadow. Yep. All yeah. right, Patrick. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Thank you. Later. Thank you. You, you want to take a break, or Why is Kenny not? doing something? No, we can take a time right. out. Yeah. Finally. Thank God today is Friday. T-G-T-I. Happy belated birthday, Tony Lee. Nice. It's the scramble. And even though it's uh, snowy and rainy and windy around Minnesota today, it is time to start thinking about your lawn and spring lawn care. If you want that best lawn on the block, go with ProTurf. They're a Minnesota-grown lawn care company, 40 years strong in the Twin Cities. Don't renew with those dum-dums that did it last year that did lousy work. You want service techs that have years of experience under their belt, guys and gals that have been servicing the same routes every year so they know the lawns they're working. Dandelions, gone. Uh, and they do that with your spring application of slow release and long-term fertilizers and weed killers. It'll green it up right away. Get on the phone. Get on the website, professionalturf.com. Click estimates. Schedule that free in-person lawn assessment and plan. And while you're on the website, check out the other work they do, landscape and irrigation. A great one-stop company, professionalturf.com. Journalism, as I practiced it and studied it, is dead. Uh, and it has no hope for revival yeah. based on what I've been reading about student newspapers. The other day it was the University of Virginia, Virginia. Yep. lead editorial uh, saying that uh, uh, Mike Pence should not speak on campus. So they've abandoned uh, all principles of what a newspaper is supposed to be. So these are if these are your future newspaper people, there is no hope. Today it's the editorial board of the Vassar College student newspaper announced that it had retracted an article published in February because it included too many quotes from white students. You're kidding <laughs> me. The uh, Miscellany News had reported on former Secretary of Homeland Security Jay Johnson's withdrawal as the college's 2022 commencement speaker, an invitation that had generated controversy on campus due to Johnson's role in implementing the Obama administration's policy on deportations. On Wednesday, the editorial board of the Miscellany News published an apology and announced it was retracting the article because the uh, article did not include enough reactions from students of color. Okay. What's so, the quota? How many? Yeah, did, right. What's the right I, number? I, that's not how you do a paper. That's huh. that's why this is over. It's just over. The newspaper wow. said it had initially planned to write an article exclusively focused on student reactions to Johnson's invitation, but on Feb 14, the day of the next issue of the newspaper was being laid out for printing, the former secretary announced he would no longer deliver the college's commencement address. In response, the miscellany news uh, refocused the article and removed several of the reactions from students, and uh, on and on and on said, uh, I, I can't take it. I mean, this is, this is... Uh, it's foolish. It's, it's wow. over. There's no, it's not journalism. Uh, 
But here they say, the editorial board said the article exemplifies many of the institutional flaws and structural problems within our paper and promised consistent action would be taken to address the systemic problems with the miscellany news. Journalism, including college journalism, has historically been a white-centric, often elitist field, and the miscellany news is not immune to the consequences of these structures. The publication of the article and its subsequent removal reminds us of the systemic issues our members are implicated in, as well as the privilege and lack of diversity that we have allowed to persist for generations across our boards, the editors wrote. You no longer have a student newspaper, Vassar. You no longer have one, University of Virginia. You are uh, misguided uh, children. You were just completely misguided that's, children. That's a bummer. That's mm -hmm. a real bummer for the future. What will it take to recover? It won't. It won't. It's not going to recover. So it'll never be the same. Never, ever estimate. again. Never, ever again. It's over. You don't think it'll be the pendulum? Swings nope, down, swings it. up? Well, there's got to be. Okay, that's, that's your assignment for the weekend, Such. Find a student newspaper that has a sense of direction and morals, and um, they stick by the journalistic principles. Find one. Just give me one. But you're even seeing that with major publications. Who's uh, the one, Gail, you've referenced many times? Barry, is it Barry Weiss? Barry Weiss. She left the New York Times for this very thing, saying, right. I don't want to be a part of this garbage. So that's where the new journal, uh, journalism lies, then. Yeah. Individual publication? Must be. Okay. Well, plus print print journalism is already dead. It, it, this is just an, another nail in its coffin to produce these students who have no idea what reporting is. I mean, I know in some cases where guys don't even know where their building is. Yeah, I, I don't even know that's where our how, building that's is. That's when you know it's the, 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 where the, the end we? is near. The I end don't is know. near. <laughs> Only because the end is they near. come to us all the way from Marlith Park and Mumpuma Song. Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans, was on this day. Today is March 25th. In 1854, wow. John Lind was born in Kenna, Smala, Smaland, Sweden. In 1899, he would be the first Swede to be elected governor of Minnesota. Was he the grandfather of Paul? Paul who? Paul Lind. <laughs> Hang on, he gets one for that. <laughs> On this day in 1886. <laughs> no, that's Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> Let's just go all the way to on this day in 1963. March 25th. Carl Rolvog was sworn in as governor, beating Elmer L. Anderson by 91 votes in wow. the state's closest gubernatorial election. What up, Goober? Yeah. What's up, Goobs? Yeah. Elmer came back, though, didn't he? I think so. I, there's a lot of Elmer Andersons. Wasn't the, that was the guy that put me in uh, contact with uh, Nick? Goober uh, Gump Lily. Goober yeah. Gump Lily. Yeah. Goober Gump Lily. <laughs> yeah. See these blank spaces in this? Yeah. Those are the names that I can't write down because I can't understand my own writing. Uh, so I skip some of this the, this day in history. Okay. Some lady, some lady uh, examined the garment district in Minneapolis and wrote about it and well, uh, wait a minute. The garment district, isn't that where the guy got hit by a car? The tailor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did he? Was he, he comfortable? Was, he was Jewish. He made a nice living. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, I'm happy for him. Big comeback. Happy Easter. Did I make a good living? Yes. No, it's not Easter yet, is it? No. A couple of weeks yet. Got some time. We All got right. Passovers around the corner yeah. for our non-believers. All right. Yes. Happy yes. Uh, Happy weekend. Thank you, Gio. Happy Copy spring that. break. Yeah. Yep. Cue the music. What do you got? Cue Brad? the talent.
Uh, talking about the Krabby Coffee Shop, another podcast. You know that they all can all be found at PodMN on your smartphone. PodMN is a library of podcasts at your fingertips for your audio entertainment. Poke around around it. PodMN. And then, as if that wasn't enough entertainment, you can go to the YouTube page, subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page, and be entertained all weekend when there are no Garage Logic podcasts. So do that. Garage Logic, sign up on YouTube. Also, Facebook, give us a follow. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We're out there, bras. You just got to find us. Should we take Joe to a fish fry today? Where are we going? What fish fry? I love a good fish fry. Let's go, Cha. Good luck with your nipples, Nick.